And welcome back to Between the Lines. Pastor Peter here. This is part three of a follow-up series of podcast episodes I'm doing to the sermon I preached on Mother's Day Sunday from Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following. The title of the sermon was Debunking the Myth of Little Miss Perfect. Today I want to talk about is what was the third point of my sermon and probably a point that I was maybe most excited about in this particular sermon, and that was this, that this particular portion of Scripture, Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following, which describe uh, what is commonly referred to as the Proverbs 31 woman, this particular portion of Scripture is really applicable for all women even those without husbands and children. Now, I know and have said even myself when preaching on marriage or in a marriage series that what I'm saying is really applicable to all Christians because there are nuances and gospel application that we can all apply to our daily lives. I've said that in parenting sermons and series and conferences. I've said that in other very focused topical preaching. Um, And I realize sometimes you hear that and you're like, come on. And I even look back and I say, oh, come on, Peter, you're talking about what it means to be um, a a biblical father. I mean, it's a little bit of a stretch to say that this is just as applicable to any Christian out there. I mean, it can be. You have to do some real careful thinking and 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 uh, thinking, okay, how do I draw a parallel to the uh, points that was made in this particular sermon? It can be. Uh, But I was astounded in my studying of Proverbs 31 for this particular sermon uh, by something that I found in the text that I hope that you can find in the text, and that is simply by way of looking at a cross-reference. I hope you use a Bible with a cross-reference feature in it because the best way to interpret Scripture and understand Scripture is with other Scripture. And if you are using a Bible that gives cross-references, you will notice that at uh, Proverbs 31... um, Verse 10, sorry about that, Proverbs 31, verse 10, uh, which is typically translated an excellent wife, you will see that you probably have a cross-reference to the book of Ruth, chapter 3 and verse 11. Ruth 3 and verse 11. Now, the reason you have a cross-reference there is because the same term, the same Hebrew term that is uh, translated as an excellent wife. Well, you know what? Let's read uh, Ruth 3, verse 11 instead. Ruth 3, verse 11 says this. It's Boaz speaking, and he says, And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And the reason you have a cross-reference in your Bible, and the reason that I'm highlighting it now, is because the same term, the same Hebrew term, that is translated an excellent wife in Proverbs 31 and verse 10, is translated a worthy woman in Ruth 3 and verse 11. That's the same Hebrew term. Now, you say, well, why in my English Bible is it translated in two different ways? And that's a very good question. Part of that has to do with Hebrew and how difficult it can be to, to translate Hebrew. I don't think it's translated in, in error, though. Um, I read D.A. Carson says the best rendering of the original Hebrew there in, verse, in Proverbs 31 is actually the truly capable woman. Now, uh, the truly capable woman in the context in which King Lemuel's mother was speaking was uh, one that had to do with being a wife and mom, and therefore we translate it into English as an excellent wife. That's not an error. That's just what fits the context best and the passage best. Um, but the actual term itself might best be translated as the truly capable woman or a noble woman or a woman of noble character or a woman of valor or a number of different ways. 
And in Ruth 3, in verse 11, the term a worthy woman in your English Bible um, is the same term in the Hebrew that we find translated in Proverbs 31.10 as an excellent wife. You say, okay, what's the big deal? What is the point there? Why are you bringing this up? Well, because of this, folks. Boaz said this of Ruth at a time when she was not married and had no children. In fact, she was a destitute foreigner. She wasn't doing anything that was listed in Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following. She wasn't making clothes for her husband. She didn't have a husband. She was widowed. Uh, Her children certainly weren't rising up and calling her blessed because she had no children. She definitely wasn't spending her days uh, exchanging fine linens or, or keeping an immaculate home, but was working all day in the blazing hot sun, gleaning leftovers from other people's fields, which, I mean, historically speaking, was a provision made for the poorest in Israel. So you need to realize that it's before Ruth is married. It's before she bears a child. It's before she becomes wealthy, before she becomes a woman of influence, that Boaz calls Ruth a woman of noble character, or a woman of valor, or a worthy woman. And this is important to remember. Ruth isn't called noble because she landed a husband, or because she kept a clean house, or because she produced children. Ruth is noble because she lived her life with courage, and she lived with wisdom, and with strength, and with honor, and with great faith. Friends, don't get me wrong. Children are a blessing. Marriage is one of God's greatest gifts to us. But it's not the roles you fill as a woman that define you. All right, I'm speaking to you specifically, labels, ladies. It's not the roles you fill as women that define you, but the Christ-centered character that you bring to those roles that make you an excellent woman of God. So if you look at Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following, you see that this this person is described as trustworthy. This person is described as hardworking. This person is strong. This person is kind and caring. And this is something that you can do with children or without children. This is something you could do with a husband or without a husband. And so then an excellent woman or a woman of noble character uh, can be a married woman, can be a mother, But it also brings Sarah and Deborah and Esther and Mary Magdalene and Mary of Bethany and Mary of Nazareth and Martha and Priscilla and Phoebe and countless women in the Bible who love the Lord and countless women in your life and countless women in our church who love the Lord regardless of their marital status or whether or not they have children. Now, I preached this sermon on Mother's Day. Mothers are phenomenal women. Parenting is a blessing from the Lord. My wife is a phenomenal wife and an excellent mother. But when we're talking of a woman who is to be honored and praised, when we're talking of what it means to be a biblical, God-fearing woman, a woman who is of noble character, I want to say this, and I want to say this without apology. Let's not reduce that to marriage or child-rearing. And when I say reduce, I mean we're giving a a very small picture of what it means to be a biblical woman if the only time we look at what a woman needs to be, we describe functions that have to do with being a wife or functions that have to do with being a mother, we are reducing, yes, reducing, biblical womanhood to marriage and child rearing. Now, when I say reducing, once again, I'm not saying that marriage and childbearing are two lowly things that we are reducing them to. I'm just saying we are treating biblical womanhood with too narrow a scope if any time, 
anytime we talk about biblical womanhood, we speak in terms of marriage or child rearing. Friends, a godly woman needs to be described as to what her heart is like, what her mind is like. Um, and, 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 and when we're talking of a woman who's to be honored and praised, we need to focus on the heart with which any woman serves in her God-given role in any God-given season to the glory of King Jesus. That is worth praising. And I'll leave you with this. As you look at Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following, of the many things that King Lemuel lists in Proverbs 31, verses 10 and following, of all of those things she mentions, she singles out one thing that is to be praised, one thing that is to be noted, one thing that is to be uh, uh, shouted from the rooftops, and it's not the fact that she's married, and it's not the fact that she has children, and it's not the fact that she's entrepreneurial, it's not the fact that she keeps a clean home, it's not how she dresses. It says, charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Let's remember that, folks. Let's remember that that is what is worth praising. That is what is worth encouraging women about. That is the standard by which we want our ladies, our daughters, our wives, our single ladies, our sisters in Christ, our cousins in the Lord, all ladies in the family of God to be living according to, to remember that charm is deceitful, beauty is vain, but it's a woman who fears the Lord that is truly to be praised. Oh,